0: Helping you build a better brand through the fusion of form and function. This is the Rightly Design Show. Hello and welcome to the program. This is the Rightly Design Show and my name is Thomas. In this episode, I'm going to take some time to talk about a subject that's really important but it doesn't get a lot of attention these days. That is the elements of an effective book cover design. Now, I'd say probably the core or the vast majority of the time I've spent in design has actually been in book cover design. So I spent some time uh, working for a publisher for many years and then moving on to independently service a number of independent clients and then as well as a number of other publishers on an independent basis. So in that time, I've learned a lot about book cover design. I've learned about what makes a good book cover design. I've learned what makes a bad book cover uh, design and the things that you need to know and and to avoid and to keep in mind when you're having your book cover designed. So that's what this episode is all about. This episode is about uh, uncovering some of the core features and facets of a book cover design and what makes it effective. But before I do that, I want to take a quick moment to tell you about something new I'm doing. Uh, something that has been created by Rightly Designed, and it's called the Rightly Designed Idea Book. And what this is is a nifty little pocket notebook uh, that's grid ruled, really high quality paper, as well as a craft cover. Uh, and they're just meant to make it really easy to uh, take notes, brainstorm ideas, uh, do a number of, you know, mind mapping, go through the different uh, sketches and ideas of new things that you're working on. And these things have actually been created specifically for Rightly Design. So I've designed and created them. And I'm going to be giving one of these idea books away to anyone who has a question featured here on the Rightly Design show. So make sure you take some time. Just jump over to rightlydesign.com/ slash question. I'll also have a couple of images on there as well. So you can take a look at what these little notebooks look like. Really nifty, really useful. And it's just one of the ways I'm going to say thank you uh, for you participating in the Rightly Design show. And I do appreciate your feedback and your time. So again, go to rightlydesign.com/ slash question. Record your question. If it gets featured on the show, I'm going to send you your own Rightly Designed idea book as my thanks. Okay, so on to what makes an effective book cover design. The first question is, what is a book cover design? It seems like maybe a little bit of an odd question to ask. Most people would say, okay, well, duh, it's the cover of the book. But no, what is it in terms of what purpose does it serve? A lot of people, when they approach the the concept of a book cover design... Kind of think of it as an afterthought. It's just, you know, I need a book cover, so, you know, let's run to Fiverr. Let's just find a designer real quick. Let's just knock one out myself. I just need something, you know, that covers the book, that gives the title, has my author name, and I'm done. You know, I've spent all my time writing this book and putting it together. But a book cover design is so much more than that. A book cover design is, in and of itself, a marketing tool. It's that first impression. It's the first thing that somebody's going to see when they are introduced to your work. It's what it's the thumbnail they're going to see on Amazon. And if you're fortunate enough to get your book carried by retailers or in bookstores, it's the first thing they're going to see there sitting on the shelf. One thing to realize is that there are millions and millions of books out on the market today, and there's not any sign of that trend slowing down. In fact, with the digital market and with self-publishing, creating a book has now become easier than ever. And uh, coincidentally, has made the book cover design itself vastly more important. So a book cover design goes far beyond just a simple cover or a package for your book. It's something that speaks to anybody who could be a potential reader, not only to the level of quality that you've put into this book, but also to capture their attention and to give a little bit of insight into what you're writing about. In addition to what a book cover is, so that's important to know. It's also important to know why good book cover design matters. So I touched on the fact that there is, you know, POD, so print-on-demand publishing. There's Amazon's Create Space. There's a whole bunch of other ones out there popping up every day that make it super easy to just go online, upload a couple of PDFs, and then receive a book in the mail, you know, a week or two later. Which is great that the technology is there, but again, the fact that you have the ability to create a book and the fact that it's so easy to create one means that you're going to get a market flooded with less than high quality designs. So while there's a lot of books out there on the market, this also provides an opportunity for anybody who is savvy enough or who knows, uh, knows the proper tex- techniques and facets of a quality book cover design to shine out in the crowd. I know personally, in the time I've been working in book cover design, I've spent a lot of time looking through the market. So I've been looking through a lot of bestsellers. You know, I make it a habit, you know, if I'm in a bookstore to kind of look through some of the trends that are emerging among new books. Sometimes I'll actually go and I'll work in a library and I'll take a look at some of the older books. I'll compare them to some of the new styles and I'll just always be familiarizing myself with book cover design in general. Something I've kind of made it a practice to do is to try to be able to identify at a glance if a book cover or if a book has been self-published or traditionally published based upon the cover alone. So I've gotten fairly good at this to be able to just spot just at a glance. Okay, that book's self-published. Even really, uh, even best-selling books on Amazon, books I've purchased myself, I can typically tell just by looking at the cover. Yep, that one's self-published. And the reason for that is because even some of the best selling self published authors out there just do not put the same amount of attention to detail that traditional publishers do when it comes to producing a quality book cover. Most traditional publishing houses have their own on staff uh, design team. So they go through meetings, they go through a process to ensure that, you know, it It's not only high quality, but it fits the market. It fits the people they're trying to reach. It fits the content. So a lot of work can go into creating a really high-quality book cover design. That's not to say that these self-published books aren't good in content. As I mentioned before, I've bought some of them. So they're very good books, but I can tell just at a glance, like, eh, nope, that's just not a traditionally published book. I can just tell that the same level of knowledge, expertise didn't go into creating that design It was probably designed, you know, on Fiverr or by a designer who just doesn't have the understanding or the know-how of how to create a book cover design that really is, that captures the essence of not only a high quality design, but the market for which it was intended. So that's something I'll do myself from time to time. And some of the things I'm about to share with you are some of the key facets that clue me in as to a book that is quote unquote self-published. So in addition to that, uh, the self-published test, here's a couple of what I'm going to dive into next are some of the things that are key to an effective book cover. Now, what I mentioned is I I do that that self-published test from time to time, but these are some of the key facets I look for for me to be able to tell right away if the book was self-published or whether it was traditionally published. Now, I know if somebody has self-published a book and it fools me into thinking it was traditionally published, you've done your job. You've done good work. You've found a designer who knows his or her job. Uh, You found a pro who knows book cover design in and out, and it shows in the end product. Now, maybe everybody may not notice. I mean, you still may sell a wide number of copies of your book simply because it's a a high-quality topic, but you never know how much that cover design can hold you back from not only impressing the people who you don't already have in your audience, uh, but also by gaining new readers by catching their eye and by wowing them with a design that uh, properly captures the interior contents. But the absolute, the first and the foremost, uh, the most important part of any book cover design is the title and the subtitle. Now, it may seem a little bit strange to name this as a design element, but that's exactly what it is. I've worked on tons and tons of book cover designs over the years that have been hung up specifically on a title or a a lackluster title or subtitle that can totally uh, determine whether or not the design is going to be able, is going to have the leverage to be created in a quality manner. So the question is, how do you create a quality title and subtitle since this is such a pivotal part of the book cover design? What I typically recommend When you're going to be creating a a title or you're thinking about a title and a subtitle for your book is to start with the subtitle. Most people kind of wonder why you would do that. But with a subtitle, you can be a little bit more descriptive. A subtitle can be something like, you know, 30 ways to kick bad eating habits and live healthier every day. That tells you, you know, that kind of tells you some specific things that you're going to be able to accomplish by reading this book and the value that it provides you. Now, that doesn't necessarily work very well as a title that tells you what the book, you know, is kind of about and its benefit. But that doesn't really work for a title that's really long. Typically, what I recommend is you want your subtitle to be more descriptive, to give people the actual takeaway of what they're going to get from reading this book. And then the title is a little bit catchier. The title is something that's going to be more brief, something that they're going to be able to remember, something that's compelling. So like, for example, if you were, you know, doing a memoir or something like that, A mediocre title would be something like a journey through an unknown country, right? Okay, so that's mediocre. It's kind of long, kind of wordy, unnecessarily so. If you're to take that same title and turn it into something simple, like country unknown, that works. It's short, it's simple. And as a designer, I can turn that into, you know, it can be something pleasing in terms of the typography that I use, in terms of how I arrange the elements. But if you jam a big, long, wordy, Title in there, it's going to be hard for me as a designer to create that in such a way as to be compelling, interesting, and memorable. So again, title and subter- or subtitle and title are the two like key cornerstone things to work out first. It's from that that a designer oftentimes is going to derive some of the most important and key design elements to make the overall design work. So you want to nail that down first. You're listening to the Fusion of Form and Function. This is the Rightly Designed Show. Once you've nailed down your title and your subtitle, let's say you've got those out of the way, you've got them knocked out, and you're ready to move on to the actual design process of working with a designer or even designing it yourself, you want to nail down some of the core principles of what is going to make this design successful. And the first way to do that is to know your market. This is everything. I've seen so many book cover designs out there that were designed with the author and not the audience in mind. You can go back to one of the episodes I previously recorded that call that goes into the two most dangerous words in design, and those two words are I like. And uh, that definitely applies to any different type of design, but especially book cover design. The reason is because book cover design is very much a visual communication mechanism. It's a way to to say something and to say something quickly and to convey all the effort and the heart and the soul that was put into, you know, a 250 page book in a matter of seconds. So as you can see, there's a lot to creating a book cover design that's really effective. And that that starts by knowing the market. So what do I mean by that? What are some of the things you want to know? Some of the things you want to consider about your market are what are their favorite colors? How do they dress? What movies are they most likely to see? Which social networks do they prefer? Is their lifestyle casual and contemporary or hip and modern? You know, what's their average income? Uh, And a lot of it comes down to what are their interests and what are their pain points? And how can you effectively solve those with the book that you are producing? The book cover design is going to take all these things into consideration. If you're designing, if your book has a market Of, you know, anyone from 20 to 40, you know, in that age range, uh, male or female, or, you know, somebody who's, you know, a business person or a stay at home mom or whoever you're trying to reach, the color palette is going to dramatically change based upon that. A lot of times if you're marketing something to a male audience, you're going to use earth tones, you're going to use more subdued colors, Uh, brown, green, blues are generally going to be marketed towards, um, if you're going to be marketing, you know, a male audience, if you're going to be, uh, marketing towards a female audience and, you know, an adult female audience, normally you're going to see, you know, orange, you're going to see pink, you're going to see those type of colors mixed with like tan or more subdued colors as well. If you're going to be marketing towards a really young kid audience, a lot of times you're going to work with primary colors and really vibrant and, um, color saturated, Uh, So you're going to see things like red, you're going to see blue, green, purple, pink, all those really vibrant colors mixed together. And then that will also change based upon if it's male or female, both, that sort of thing. So as you can see, even just color palette can change dramatically based upon the market you're trying to reach. And those are all things that a designer will, will take into account to make sure that not only does it fit the market and not only is it appealing, but it fits the content as well. So in addition to finding and nailing down that target market, which in and of itself can be quite the process, but it's always good to do. And actually, just one quick note before I move on, something very important to know, I've kind of brushed over a lot of different, you know, ideas and specifics in terms of who you could market, how that could affect things like say a color palette. But it's important that you do find a niche. There's so many times I can't imagine because I've got a in in my own design process, I have a cover design questionnaire. So I ask all these questions so I can get more information about, you know, the author's particular market so I can do my own research and make sure that the cover design fits and all of that. I can't tell you the number of time I receive that questionnaire back. And I get somebody who's telling me that they're trying to market their book to everyone, that this book is good for everyone. And I can tell you that just doesn't work. There's very, very, very rarely a book out there that actually is for everyone that's why even if you do want hope to reach people outside of your primary market which is fine and that will and may happen it's always good to pick a specific niche a specific audience narrow that down as much as you can so that a designer can create uh, the most unique compelling and targeted design possible otherwise you just uh, end up with designs that look like uh, just like anyone uh, uh, just like anyone Uh, other one out there, uh, in addition to, you know, templates and, you know, things where you just kind of cookie cutter, paste in your title, your image, and you're done. So part of creating a unique and compelling cover design or design of any sort, for that matter, is narrowing down that audience and that target market. So in addition to nailing down that target market, it's important to keep it clean. It's important to Uh, When a book cover design is being created, and this is something that I take into account with every design, is that less is more. Again, I see so many, this is a dead giveaway. So many self-published books like to put in tons of extra extravagant details that may be meaningful to the story, but don't mean anything to somebody who has not read the book yet. So I mean like really, really uh, descriptive scenes or, you know, a bunch of, Faces in the clouds or, you know, a a shadow that's cast a specific direction off a lamppost at noon. Really specific details that, again, get completely lost. Hidden meaning and all sorts of different things in the cover. Cut all of those out. When it comes to a book cover design, less is more. If the quicker you can make the point with the book cover design, the more effective and memorable it will be. So a lot of times I'll get cover design requests where, you know, add this detail, add this scene, describe this scene here, add this here. And, you know, this means this and this means that. A lot of times I'll create that to some degree, but oftentimes I'll come back and I'll say, well, you know what, let's try a different direction where we cut all of these things out and just convey this specific part of your story or, you know, this particular benefit of what you're trying to convey within your book and that nine times out of ten it's going to make a much more effective and memorable book cover design. What I like to say is if you're struggling about something on your book cover design if there's you know if it is starting to look a little bit cluttered when in doubt throw it out. Keep it really simple. Uh, keep it clean. I've Some of the most effective book cover designs I've seen on the market are nothing but typography doesn't work for everyone, but sometimes just some simple ty- typography and a good color scheme can be in and of itself an effective marketing tool and uh, very much brand ready. So again, uh, when it comes to a book cover design, I like to say it over and over again, but less is more. And uh, a simpler design is going to be a much more effective design. Right. Besides the actual simplicity of a book cover, it's important to nail down the right mood. And a lot of what determines the right mood of the book cover is going to be the market, but also in this case, a lot more is going to be the content. And that's going to be, you know, is this a memoir? Is this a very serious story? Or is this, you know, a biography that's a little bit, you know, is it a comedian, you know, who you're, you know, the biography is about? So all those type of things are taken into account when it comes to the way that the book cover is designed and the color palette. So I mentioned before that the color palette can be determined based upon the target audience, which is true. And that's part of what's taken into account to determine the typography and the color palette and the visual elements used to create that book cover design. But far more than just that is also the content itself, which is obviously the reason why people are actually buying the book. So that's what I take into account whenever I'm creating Uh, Whenever I'm creating a book cover, it's a balance between the content and the market. So I've worked on, you know, a number of different uh, styles. So, for example, uh, there's a couple of different thrillers I've worked on, which are a little bit more suspenseful, and they're novels, obviously. So I used, uh, in one particular design, obviously a very dark color palette, uh, and it was the the overall color palette was black a darkish, you know, a dark gray type color and then red and then very grungy type and a very grungy image in the background. And that all seemed to fit the style and the mood of the overall uh, cover of the overall book and the market it was meant to reach. Say, for example, if you're writing, you know, a novel for teen girls, that's going to have a completely different color scheme. And if you're writing, say, you know, a Christian devotional for men, again, that's going to have a completely different mood the mood is the way in which the color, the typography, and the imagery work together to create a feeling or an emotion or a sense from that overall design. And these are all things that are going to work in harmony with the other things that we have already discussed. So these things are really important to keep in mind. Uh, And these are these three things I've mentioned so far are Dead giveaways for me in particular when I'm, you know, walking through the supermarket or, you know, if I'm looking online and I see a new book that's released, again, these are key elements that are going to tell me right off the bat, okay, this book cover is self-published, or this book is self-published, and this one uh, is definitely traditionally published. So there's a lot of things to consider when it comes to creating a quality book cover design and things to keep in mind, you know, even when hiring a designer. And the last thing to consider is the wow factor. And it may seem a little bit strange since some of the things I've already discussed are kind of, you know, within the box, things that, you know, strategies that you employ in specific circumstances and situations. But this is where creativity comes in really key. Doing something that's unexpected. This is kind of where it becomes paradoxical as a book cover designer. Because my, my goal and my job, when I'm going in to create a book cover design, is to create something that fits the market, so you know it it fits the age group, and it also fit you know fits not only the the age group but you know the market for whom it's intended and all that that entails. But also, and it has to fit the content. So those two things mixed together are you know you're trying to hit a target, but it's the way in which you do that that makes all the difference. So that's where it comes. That's where the wow factor comes in accomplishing that goal in a way that is unexpected, that's surprising, that's different, that makes the book stand out from the other books in that genre. That's what takes it the step beyond. And that's what I see so frequently with traditionally published books. They're always finding a way to push the envelope envelope to, you know, to start a trend, to do something different and to really wow those who see that book cover design for the first time. This does a lot of different things. This builds a brand for the author. This builds a brand for the publisher. This, Or if you're you know, an independent author, all the more. It builds a brand for your own personal platform. And these are all things that are encompassed within a quality book cover design. Well, those are a lot of uh, concepts and a lot of things to consider. One of the things I will uh, do in a future episode is I'll go through uh, one by one a lot of the mistakes I see. I see tons of them that are dead giveaways, as to a book being a, uh, a self-published book that could have been taken to the next level. Things like, you know, a small author name, a gigantic subtitle, color palettes that are off, that that type of thing. So I'll definitely be discussing that in uh, at length in a future episode since there's kind of a lot to dive into there. But the last thing I'll give you as a takeaway, and as you can, you know, consider these things moving forward and putting them into practice, it's a lot of times if you're going to be getting a book cover designed, if that's something that is in your future, and again, a lot of people are either writing a book, have written a book, or plan to write a book, is try to find someone who has experience not only with the design end of book cover design, but with the marketing end as well. That comes in so important. Always look at their their market research process as that can make all the difference in a book cover being wow or just mediocre. So hopefully this provides just a little bit of insight. I recommend you try it out just for fun. If you are, you know, an author or you're thinking about publishing a book, put yourself to the test. This is a good way to practice and to start to pick up on what makes an effective design. So, you know, go to Barnes and Noble or, you know, obviously the majority of books at Barnes and Noble are going to be traditional published, but, you know, go on Amazon, take a quick peek and and uh, just guess, is this book traditionally published? Is it self-published? And see if you can get it right. It's actually just kind of a fun thing to try from time to time if you're browsing books and uh, various mediums. So check that out. And as I mentioned uh, at the top of the show, be sure to visit rightlydesigned.com slash question and uh, shoot your design marketing wordpress or branding questions that you might have and i'd be happy to answer those if it gets featured on the show i'll be sending you a free rightly designed idea book there's more information about that as well at the website rightlydesigned.com slash question i really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to the rightly Designed show and we'll see you next time never miss a single rightly designed resource Visit rightlydesigned.com slash subscribe to sign up for a weekly roundup of the latest articles, tools, resources, and more.